Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and you are listening to It's Bigger Than Me. I am so excited to be in studio today with two of my most favorite people. I am just going to take a moment. Sometimes you just have to process. Dr. Jerry Bird Tart. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Dr. Jerry Bertard has been a call-in guest on my show for 20 months. Not this show. So this is, it's bigger than me. But as I mentioned on my first uh, two shows, uh, I've been part of the Hubbard Radio family for about 20 months. And so we've, we've been doing another show called Our Journey, Our Dreams, The Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There. And that show was really around how do we, allow people to tell their stories in such a way that makes it clear life really is a journey and what we learn along the way is so valuable for other people and so our journey our dreams was really the the and, and again I started the radio show because I'm writing a book by the same title the book is now done All right. super exciting and 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 my journey my personal journey actually led me to start this new show called it's bigger than me and so right now, I am just, I couldn't be more overwhelmed to, to, to prepare the audience for a topic I think is, I don't think, more profound than any other question that hum, humans ask themselves. Why am I here? Why? What is my purpose in life? Mm-hmm. Right? Today happens to be Resurrection Sunday. Happy Easter, yeah, ladies. Yeah. Happy Easter. So in addition, in addition to having, having Dr. Jerry Bird Tart in studio with me, who, again, has been a part of my family for years. We met in Orlando, and she's yes. from Orlando. I have the newest member of my family, Miss Bolanle Ambonije. Good afternoon. Thank you very much Thank for you. So I'm gonna, back. You, I'm glad to have you. So and just in case... Anyone did not listen to our prior shows or haven't listened to the other show, um, Dr. Tart, give us a real quick intro, who you are and what you do. And then, Belanley, I'm going to ask you to do the same thing. All right. Well, I'm Dr. Jerry Bird Tart from Orlando, Florida, and I'm a psychotherapist. I've been in private practice for 20 years, and I've been in the field of uh, psychology and counseling for th- at least 40. And, and, and Ms. Belanley? My name is Balan Leambunije, and I head the, an education and training company called You and I Rise. Uh, we use African-centered philosophy, African-centered principles to solve American problems at school, at work, in the community, wherever we gather to get things done. Just get it done. And this show really is about getting it done. Absolutely. This is not, it, it is on alternative talk radio but this is the talk radio about taking action. The, the show is called It's Bigger Than Me. And I, I have to tell you, the, the title came from through divine intervention. Right? I was listening to the radio. Actually, I asked uh, Alexa <laughs> to play happy gospel music on a day after I had been in just meditation and prayer around just being so grateful around where I was in my life and how I, the project I was doing in the community was just, it just felt so good to be doing what I knew I was meant to do on this earth. I just, every day is like the happiest day of my life and each day is happier than the next, okay. which is why this okay. radio show with one miracle after, after the next miracle keeps happening. I was like, it's not going to translate well in my book. Right? Okay. Book number two is called It's Bigger Than Me, but you can't, you really can't fake the level of enthusiasm that I have around the life that I'm leading, like this is the life that books are written about. I have like some of my favorite books here and I can, yes. I've talked about Deepak Chopra and his mm-hmm. book called The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success. It's one of my favorite books because I'm like finally living the life that he describes. Okay. He talks wow. about success, you know, you know, you're, it's your pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. but it's also the progressive attainment of worthy goals. Right. You know, his seven laws, you know, the last one is around Dharma. He calls it like knowing your purpose. Mm-hmm. But before that, he tells you how to get there mm-hmm. with the first law being connecting to the infinite laws, you know, the, the infinite possibilities of the universe. For me, that's prayer. That's meditation for me. And so the name of this show came up because I was just joyful. I'm living my life. I'm, you know, helping people in the community. I'm doing exactly what I was meant to do. And 
I woke up and I said, you know, I was talking, I was thinking about the radio show and the transition and the book is ending and I know this, how, how do I represent this community work? Um, and I asked Alexa to play happy gospel music. And this song came on. I'm going to ask Mike if he's willing to play the, uh, I don't think he's willing. Uh, so the intro uh, to our show is a song called It's Bigger Than Me by Leandra Johnson. Mm-hmm. And in those words, she actually talks about you were made perfect from beginning to end. Absolutely. And so the reason this is so important to me is because if you haven't heard It's Bigger Than Me before, what this show is doing and kind of how it transitions from the other show I was doing is it's really about inspiring each of us to be the best that we can be, which is the same thing that we were doing with Our Journey, Our Dreams, Mm -hmm. right? The art and science of being aware and getting there. So this show, for you listening, we guarantee you're going to end this show hopefully inspired to be your best. And we're also going to give you specific things you can do to be your best. Mm-hmm. We're also hoping to uplift our community and really connect our community around common goals. We're using positive psychology, lots of research, but really also we're still telling stories around how to be your best. Thirdly, we're stimulating this concept of intellectual and economic empowerment. Yes. This show is being sponsored by the National Black MBA Association, the Seattle chapter. And this is a national organization. There's 40 chapters around the country. And the overall national mission is economic and intellectual empowerment. Now, I admit I'm interpreting that in a very different way because I'm like, we're not going to just talk about empowering people. We're not going to talk about, you know, the, the organization is the most prestigious, powerful, I'd say, um, uh, influential professional organization due to the fact that year after year after year for over 40 years they have simply invested in our community students connecting corporations to diverse talent there's tons of things that the organization does right here in seattle the local chapters are the boots on the ground the national chapter hosts an, an annual conference we'll talk about that In the future, but really the one thing that every chapter has in common is stimulating intellectual and economic empowerment. We all do it different ways. We'll have some different presidents on in the future, um, but really we're going to be bringing in proven insights and shared experiences in order to to do that. Lastly, for those listening, It's Bigger Than Me is around placing a spotlight on people and organizations that are actually doing things, that are actually taking action in our community to change things. That's why I have these two ladies here. We were, you know, there's tons of people we've already spoken about, uh, many guests that we've had on the show. So really, our goal is to really, truly change things. And again, the title, It's Bigger Than Me. If you listen to the the words of this song, which I think Michael is actually ready to play now. I got the two thumbs up. Uh, Just listen real quick. And it also feels good. This is a feel-good show, right? It is. So it's okay if you're listening or watching and you want to just, you know, move it out a little bit. It's okay. The interesting thing and the reason I had to, I had to change Uh, and create a new show is because my first show was really very pragmatic around our journey, our dreams, tons of research, scientific evidence, and other people's journey. But I could not possibly tell my story without identifying how wonderful, how miraculous, how awesome my divine creator has been in my life. And so I'm super excited to talk about it's bigger than me because, again, that has about five different meanings. One of them means there's a higher power who I know has a purpose for my life, and he shows up every day in some miraculous way. What yes, is it? Does. What, what does "it's bigger than me" mean to you, ladies? It, for me, it means that uh, we are God has already designed for us a purpose, and if we believe in it, believe in Him rather mm-hmm. than um, and re- and not rely on ourselves, but rely on Him and trust. Trust. It's about our belief. Do we believe that He is who He said that He is, and He's got this? And knew this before we even got here. I love it. I love it. I'm Indeed. And adding to that, uh, we all have an important piece of the puzzle, you know, and, and we our pieces all fit together. And, and part of our journey includes uh, seeing and valuing and appreciating every other person's contribution to the puzzle. Absolutely. I love that. And, and the one thing I told the ladies we were going to talk about today, because Oprah is my idol. So, hey, Oprah. I, I've already envisioned, <laughs> I've envisioned us. I talk to you regularly. So this is the book that I keep on my desk. It's Oprah's book. It's a compilation from the Oprah magazine. It's called Living Your Best Life. But I've actually seen us talking already. The vision has, uh, is just, it's in play. So when I saw your book recently, I think I saw you with Noah, Trevor Noah, 
um, a little clip, and it was adorable. It was perfect. But you were talking about your book called The Path Made Clear. And I, what I loved about that is you actually are, are talking about what we've been talking about. So it's really a, a perfect alignment. One of the things you, you say here in the very beginning in the introduction of your book is there is no greater gift that you can give or receive than to honor your calling. It's why you were born and how you become most truly alive. Ladies. Absolutely. I think that if we all pay attention and that maybe at different stages in our lives. Totally. If we pay attention, there is something that takes us to that place where we are truly in sync with that dynamic uh, of what it is that we are here for. I think that mine was at 16 mm. when I read my first psychology book. You were like, that's, 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 that's exactly what yes. I want to do. Yes. I love it. When, when did you, what are your thoughts about this concept of, of divine purpose and knowing, knowing your pur- purpose and seeking your purpose, Ms. Balanle? I believe that uh, everyone, okay, so I think about it in a couple of different mm-hmm. ways. I discovered my calling, I think, maybe when I was six or seven years old, something like that, mm-hmm. when I discovered that I had the ability to show someone how to do something. If mm-hmm. I knew how to do it, then I can show you how to do it. I can explain mm-hmm. it in a way or whatever it. in order to, to transmit that, that knowledge. And so I, I figured that, hey, I'm, I'm going to be a teacher. Wow. And... um. One of the things that, uh, the other thing that it makes me think about is in African tradition, there's a, there's a belief that a parent's overarching responsibility as a parent is to help their children to discover their purpose. Mm. And um, when we know that, then we'll operate differently right. from when we don't know that. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I can tell the, the listening audience, we have so much to cover as a part of this show. I'm glad I'm doing it weekly, but weekly doesn't even seem like enough based on <laughs> the event that we just had uh, where we, we're talking, we're trying to introduce this concept of, of, of being the best you can be, but not only as an individual, but using the community, being a part of a community that's willing to take action and to change things. Because I know what, one of the things you said is that oftentimes, even though the responsibility of a parent is to help their child find their purpose in life, many parents are like, I don't know my own purpose. Right. How can I help somebody else? And that's something that has happened, you know, just as a part of our history, you know, the conditions that we've uh, had to endure uh, over hundreds of years. We've lost that understanding. We've Mm -hmm. lost that science. So it's completely understandable Mm -hmm. that many of us do not know our purpose right right now. Right. And that's part of what we're going to be doing is helping not only youth, not only parents, right, youth, parents, seniors, veterans, uh, the most vulnerable in our communities also connect with those who are the most powerful, right? Those who are the most, most privileged, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To come together as a community to change things, to move things forward. And our program is called Building Leaders of Tomorrow Through mm-hmm. Community Leadership Today. Mm-hmm. And Leaders of Tomorrow is a program that is um, a trademark program, actually. That title is part of the National Black MBA Association. So I think of the 40 chapters, maybe 30 chapters have a Leaders of Tomorrow program. It's a mentoring program for, for youth typically of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has some of the chapters talk about a, a success rate of over 95 percent where they take youth who no one in their family has ever been to college and they actually have a success rate of having those kids graduate from college because it's definitely not about getting in. Right. Mm-hmm. You can get in. And we, we know about the statistics mm-hmm. that say 70 percent of our youth are not taught at the gra- at the right grade level. So mm-hmm. even if they get in, many of them are ill prepared to succeed. Yeah. So this is all about success. So we are the community. We not the people in this room, but we those who are listening to my voice. We are the community. We're the ones who are going to make things and are going to change things. So there is a there's a little brief um, commercial promotional uh, that we're going to share for the event that we had on this past Thursday, which was called Building Leaders of Tomorrow Through Community Leadership Today. And we focused it on stopping the school to prison pipeline. Some people don't even know what that is, and we're not going to go into it, go into it in any great depth in this show. I do have some people from King County who are going to join us for a future show. We live in Seattle in King County, named currently named after Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., 
You know what Indeed. inspiration yes, that gives that me? Is. That's yes, fantastic. Did you say, hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey, people? There now is the time. If there's ever been a, 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 a burning in your heart where you said, you know, I really want to make a difference. I want my life to to mean something where I've been able to change things. We have a program, a process, and a people that are ready to invest in ourselves to make this world a better place. So this is Tracy Harrell with It's Bigger Than Me. And take, take a listen to this, this opportunity. What is community? A unified group of people? How unified is your community? You can help yours today. Join the movement in conjunction with the Black NBA Association of Seattle We are presenting Building Leaders of Tomorrow through Community Leadership Today. It's a blessing upon my life, my brother's lives, my mom's life, and it's it's led us to a better place in our life. It encouraged Chase to want to be actively participating in L.O.T. I I really love the Case Party L.O.T. Um, This is my third year. My first year, I was an alternate. My second year, last year, when I presented, it, it, it really helped Come one, come all, at New Holly Neighborhood Campus, The Gathering Hall, 7054 32nd Avenue South, Seattle, Washington. Learn and discuss three strategic directions, personal and professional connections, cultural and historical connections, home and school connections. I know for a fact that all of my students would be up at least two to three reading levels by the end of the school year. they took the course. I've definitely seen a difference in DeAsia as far as school goes. I think it would be of value to any parent to uh, sit through the videos. They didn't take very long. The book isn't a huge book. It's not like 500 pages. Um, so I think any parent would uh, glean something from it. you full of responses. The homeschool connection appears to be a program that can be effective as a parent orientation in any educational setting. Remember, Let's make a lasting change for future generations. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Hello, hello again. This is Tracy Harrell, and I am in studio today with Dr. Jerry Bird Tart. And Miss Bolanle Ombonije. Hello, ladies. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you? And what's so exciting is these ladies have been part of my call in show. So the physical connection touch the eye contact we weren't able to do this <laughs> right no. we actually phone, have been right. having a really good time mm-hmm. so these ladies came down for a session that we had on thursday and i say we as in i am i don't know if i actually introduce myself i'll do 30 seconds mm-hmm. um tracy harrell i am president of the seattle chapter of the national black mba association i also have 25 years of experience in corporate america mm-hmm. eight years at ibm 14 years at Disney, and my last five years have been at Microsoft. But I've always been very, very active in my community. And my first job at IBM came through the National Black MBA Association. Mm-hmm. I was in Florida, yeah. born in Orlando. I attended the University of Florida, and someone from this organization came to the College of Business. I got my finance degree uh, from the University of Florida, and they were talking about, first of all, they were black, and that was exciting because there were very few black people. Yeah. I'm sorry. By the time I was ready to graduate, there were very few black people in the 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 um, the top classes in the College of Business. So Indeed. they said it was the National Black MBA Association, and they were talking about professional development and mentoring. And so um, they encouraged me to apply for internships. And at the time, IBM was like big blue. And so I got my first internship with IBM. I had really great grades in school. I didn't try very hard, but through divine intervention, I now know that I got great grades because I have ADHD. And my brain processes information very quickly. Mm -hmm. I connect dots that many people (laughs) might not connect. But you know what? That's what makes me so perfect for this initiative. Like Some people are like, oh, I have ADHD, so that's a problem. It is a superpower, people, if you use it correctly. It's about perception. It is all <laughs> about, perception. about perception. And I, and I do have to say, like my when I worked for IBM, I worked in um, New York, North Carolina, Mexico City, uh, South Florida, Mexico City, and then Rio, Brazil. Um, and, and my transition from the East Coast to the West Coast, uh, from Orlando to Seattle to the Pacific Northwest, was more of a cultural transformation, was more of a, a personal evolution for me. Then when I lived and worked in Brazil and Rio, and I did not speak Portuguese. I spoke Mm. Spanish, but I did not speak Portuguese. And what that means is, wow, you know, if you come 
to a place where I like to describe my experience um, in corporate America here as I was a fluorescent yellow on a team of pastels, mm. loving, kind, wonderful pastels, mm-hmm. but a fluorescent yellow with hot pink neon polka dots. Right. That's me. That's me living in my truth. Mm-hmm. I'm special. I got some special skills. <laughs> I think very strategically. I was on a team, an uh, operations team. You know, I probably should have clicked on that difference pretty quickly. But what I thought was, hey, uh, I think I can change some things here. Like I can see some challenges, some opportunities. And these are amazing people. And because they were so amazing, so loving, I knew they cared about me. I actually invested in the, a solution. And so what I ended up coming up with over two or three years of training around adaptive leadership, and I was also part of the Blackset Microsoft leadership team and the Women's and Operations leadership team and, you know, doing a lot of work in leadership as related to diversity, I was moving way, like I was like literally on a path to 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 the, the mountaintop, me and Jesus. I was, you know, like I was literally uh, moving too quickly. And so the, the solution that I came up with is called an Adaptive Leadership Equity and Inclusion Initiative. So I'm not with Microsoft now. I'm 100% focused on my, my, my community work, but also I'm trying to pay my rent. And so I started a consulting company as well. Mm-hmm. It's called two, actually. One's called Made It Now. Uh-huh. It's Made It Now, M-A-D-E-I-T, comma now. And it's made it, making a difference every day is made, made it. It's through information technology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Intentional thinking and something that I call intuitive theatrics. So oh. made it comma now and the now part is really because what did mlk say right the most urgent and pressing question for humanity is how are we going to serve others Mm -hmm. how are we serving others and so for me it was like this is what i was meant to do so when oprah talks about in her new book when she talks about um the path made clear what i know for a fact is my path was made clear I, i had prayed extensively um, around what was I? What am I supposed to do? Uh, how, how do I take my learnings and apply them to others? And so I'm I'm grateful to say that I have um, been able to take the learnings and the the things that I did in corporate America now apply them into the community. So we have a solution that works in corporate America. So if there's any companies that are interested in any type of diversity and inclusion, uh, adaptive leadership uh, training, not only do we have a tr- uh, a clear change management process but i have some experiences and it's fun and it's funny right i think you got to make it interesting so the process is relatively easy but you got to be willing to do some work that's absolutely right. it's the yeah. work part that i think it, is, is the challenge right. and again when i say amazing people at microsoft amazing um i remember talking to the the lady um she's the the new head of their diversity and inclusion team and she spent 30 years at, at ibm so i spent eight years at ibm Again, 14 years at Disney and five years at Microsoft. And I can tell you what she said was, Tracy, this is good stuff. And I'm sure there are pockets of people at Microsoft that are willing to do this work or that can can do this work, that would love to do this work. She said, but I'm going back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was kind of like, great. Like, yeah. you know, for me... I, it wasn't, right, it, it, well, I guess I had some options, right. you know, like when you're a fluorescent mm-hmm. yellow on a team of pastels, you can transform, like the kind of what we do, right? We can, we can be a little bit more pastel right? right? Which mm-hmm. is what I've done for 30 years, which is what mm-hmm. I've done yes. for 30 years. But when you listen to the words of it's bigger than me, that lady says in the beginning, I used to bite, bite my, my tongue, tongue. Mm-hmm. Right. trying to make others feel right. That's right. But I decided this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, you know, I'm going to try to make a way. And so, and I say this in a loving, kind way. And they're amazing people at Microsoft. So please, this is not a, in any way, any uh, conviction. It's more about, actually, Sachi wrote a book. And his book was basically encouraged people at Microsoft to step out and find, re- it was hitting, hit, hitting mm-hmm. refresh is what he called it. Mm-hmm. So I sent him an email as I was leaving saying, Satya, thank you for your book because this is my passion. This is the work that I'm supposed to be doing. I can actually change things for people. You know, I can do that. Like I have everything it takes to now drive change. And it's not that I can drive the change myself. I consider myself a conductor on a train, right? Okay, yeah. We've, we've had this conversation yeah, yes, before. Yes, Why? Well, yes. My name is Tracy Harrell, so T-H, and my team has called me Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Set my people free, <laughs> right? So Tracy Harriet Tubman Harrell, T-H-T-H, apparently, are my new initials because at this point, I, I accept that badge of honor, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, willing, I, I'm willing to drive this train. I'm, it, it ain't an underground railroad, though. 
It's one of those Wakanda style super commuter trains, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, I got no problem. And I, matter of fact, I'm excited and honored to be able to drive a train toward change. Okay. To actually invest myself, my time, what little money I have <laughs> into doing whatever it takes to ensure that the gifts that I was given, the purpose, right, the path mm-hmm. that was chosen for me, I'm going to do it fearlessly. Fearlessly. And it takes courage, right, to live your dream. I, I was looking at one of the things that, that Oprah talks about here, and she says each of us has an essential role in the whole humanity. Mm. All you have yes. to do is follow your path to answer the call. Mm-hmm. Ladies. She also went on to say, I'm going to go to the, this next line. Uh, she also says, committing to a life of purpose takes courage. Yes, it does. There's a, I'm going to pause. It takes courage. Can you talk a little bit and, and tell maybe our listening audience as a, psycho, as, a, as a psychotherapist and a professional, you know, I, I, what courage may look a little different. You've talked about how you now recognize that you're living your dream. Um, for that individual who may be struggling with, with other factors as it relates to their mental health, and that's what I'm all about. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's my passion. Um, and, and we're talking about initiatives, and I have this mindset or this concept of it's okay not to be okay. And what that means is that if I take the courage, if we take the courage to say, yes, this is a little bit different for me than it is in my current environment. You just stated that you are, you recognize that you were a past, you were, I'm sorry, you were a fluorescent yellow with pur- pink, pur- uh, neon, uh, pink, neon pink, pink yes. polka dots in a, <laughs> a pastel community, as it were. And, and I want to say that as, a, as it relates to embracing the fact that we are different, Oprah does uh, relate to scripture in the um, uh, in the Bible when she talks about the the seed um, on the strength of the faith of the mustard seed, mm. and I think that if we recognize that God deliberately given has given each of us something, mm. all of our talents will not be the same. But if we recognize that that looks a little different, and since He's mm. our Creator, if we are not okay, then how do we become okay? And I'm not talking about mimicking. You, mm. I'm not going to be you, but what right. I'm going to be is to be my best me because he has already given me permission to it. be my best me. And sometimes we don't believe that we have permission to be that purpose. And that's what I'm about here to try right. to help us to understand how to recognize the best me by giving credence to how we think mm-hmm. and how we can change, change that paradigm. I, I love that. And this is really is about this show and the initiative that we're driving in the community, and I'm saying we're, we're, it's when I say it's a commuter train, it's a commuter train between South Florida, between Florida, Orlando, and South Florida, from the furthest southeast corner of the U.S. to the furthest northwest corner of the uh, continental U.S., from Seattle to Orlando, from Florida mm-hmm. to Washington. That's that's the commuter train. And if we can do this work here, because again, I, I spent some time. Um, quality time uh, in Orlando, even just recently. And there are best practices happening all over the place. Things that we can absolutely mimic here, things that can be mimicked across the country. And part of what we're bringing is not only books, not only the academic and research, although I love that part, but we're also talking to people about what's actually happening. What are you doing? And like that's the part I love, too, is connecting mm-hmm. with, there's, there's, there's tons of things that are happening. So I know the concept of courage and, and connecting to, to being your best self, that's part of what you teach parents as well. Because oftentimes, if you think about parents, like they, they, they're not, there's no guidebook to how to be a great parent. And if you're not getting the result from your child that you want, it takes courage to do things differently, right? If you, what if you're the yeller and, and you need to change some things to be a better parent? That's, that's work too. Absolutely. And, and it, the, the work that I do with parents mainly has to do with uh, self-discovery for parents mm-hmm. because we don't realize, and, and, and it's one of the things that we have forgotten uh, over the generations is that we, we teach our children with everything we say and everything mm. we do. Yes. And once Amen. parents realize that, then priorities rearrange themselves and parents mm. begin to to parent on purpose instead of unconsciously, mm. you know. And so I, uh, so I really appreciate what you said, uh, Dr. Tart, about uh, Dr. Do you say, do you say Jerry Bird? Jerry Bird Tart. 
I'm saying yeah, so yeah, everybody can say, say the whole name. No, like, no, no, no. I'm, the person, I'm the only person who says Dr. Saying. Jerry Bird Tart. <laughs> I just like calling her Dr. Jerry Bird Tart. Jerry with the eye, Bird, she's hyphenated. It's just, and you can't leave out the doctor, so it just it just sounds good. She made a song of that. That's, that's, that's what that's about. I'm, okay. But I really appreciate it. She prefers Jerry, but that doesn't. I prefer. But about courage, you know, because we you said we don't believe that we have the permission. And 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 I I like to focus on what that feels like. A lot oh. of times that's what the fear is. Yes, absolutely. because we don't believe we have the permission. And wow. and really we and and what I believe sometimes is that because we don't see the people who are closest to us doing it. Mm-hmm. If we don't see the people that we love doing it and 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 what we see is different from what they say and what they do. You know, we're we're afraid, afraid to act. and that's Absolutely. what I, I think that that's that has something to do with it, because following your path is what you just said. It's your path. It's not someone else's path. And it's the path that you need to take because your piece of the puzzle is important and it's needed. Mm-hmm. And it's something it goes yes. back to something that you said earlier mm-hmm. about uh, when you don't when you don't do it, that. Yeah. That need Easy. goes unfilled. Absolutely. Right? And that part is really, really critical. It's if, if we really do believe that all of us is here for a purpose, and let's just say my purpose was never filled, there's a void. That's what she talks about in her book. There's, there's, there's right. an absolute yes. void. Yeah. And the world yeah. needs you. Absolutely. The world needs you. Mm. Regardless, regardless, regardless you're here of how me. we look, who we mm. are, what mm. our gender, whatever, we are here deliberately. This was not happenstance. This was... Deliberate, and we were talking about that. The word deliberate and deliberate the words intentional, and intentional are great. And the other thing I heard you say is you may not see it at home, and that's part of what this initiative that we're driving is about, right? Part of it is we want to show up. We need for people to show up, mm-hmm. right, for our community, to show up and to demonstrate. If you were blessed enough, and i got to be honest, I thought success, at one point I thought success was making six figures, mm-hmm. right? That was success for me, and I was making six figures at IBM, at Disney. I was making 200K by the time I left, left Microsoft, and I'm grateful and thankful. Thank you, Jesus, for that. But mm-hmm. that actually, right, in its own little microcosm, right, that's not what God had for me, mm-hmm. right? I think I told you I grew up a little poorer than I would have liked. I had to eat some food that I didn't necessarily love. And I used to think when I grow up, success for me was to be uh, able to eat whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's completely understandable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this and is we the problem. We're going to talk about that on a whole nother <laughs> show. But uh, that, that's another show. But, yeah, that was my that was my my original definition of success. My, now my definition of success is, again, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Basic needs are met. You know, financial needs, you know, are, 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 I'm divinely inspired and know that they will be met in my, in my, on my new journey because my goal is to help others to be the best they can be, to help our community, to, to, to provide our community with a higher level of expectation, a, a higher level of, of experience, a higher level of... Yeah, transformation. Ooh, oh, I, I love that. that I love that. Because if we can just believe that we can be transformed daily, really, if it is that we truly, truly focus on what it is that we believe and to whom it is that we belong and why he has us here, right. we can be transformed and laying aside those things that easily beset us. I, I, I love that word. I love the concept of transformation because our, our, our effort, our initiative, it really is around transformation it's transforming the community and again we have a whole model we have all i have 17 phds that have been a part of this we got way way more we got tons of information tons of insights but at the end of the day it's fun it's about connecting and relationships we talk about we talk about three types of work there's the brain work heart work Man, community work. Gee, you think we had that planned. <laughs> exactly. So that's what this show is about, too. But that's what this initiative is about. So you have the National Black NBA Association taking a leadership role in the community to drive economic and intellectual empowerment through not only building leaders of tomorrow, but, but through community leadership today. So I'm saying I'm not going to just bring a bunch of students right into a space where they're the best they can be without also that's short term. Right. Well, this is adaptive leadership is about systemic changes. It's about changing mm. the system for yes. generations to come. So mm. you come to, you know, our, you know, enjoy part of this process. You engage in with this show. It's, you're going to get immediate wins, but also you're going to be part of something long term and something absolutely generational. Right. That will be changing, breaking the, the, the mm-hmm. status yes. quo, changing right. the status quo, mm-hmm. breaking the cycle. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that, uh, again, King County 
you know, has a program that we applied for a grant. Um, I'll know in June if we have it. I'm assuming I have, God's already shown me we got it. So, but anyway, um, but it's really about changing the status quo. They, they, they talk about something called stopping the school to prison pipeline. And so this program that Mike is telling me we're going to play right now, uh, this introduction is, is an overview of the program. And the voices that you hear, by the way, those are student voices who've participated in our Leaders of Tomorrow program. That's what you hear in the first half of this this uh, promotional you're about to hear. And the second half are people that have participated in your program, your home to school school connection. So so listen in, people, to uh, just a little clip of the people who actually have experienced what we're talking about, the transformation. This is Tracy Harrell with It's Bigger Than Me. What is community? A unified group of people? How unified is your community? You can help yours today. Join the movement. In conjunction with the Black NBA Association of Seattle, we are presenting Building Leaders of Tomorrow through community leadership today. It's a blessing upon my life, my brother's lives, my mom's life, and it's, it's led us to a better place in our life. It encouraged Chase to want to be actively participating in LOT. I, I really love the Case Party LOT. Um, this is my third year. My first year, I was an alternate. My second year, last year, when I presented, it, it, it really helped me. Come one, come all, at New Holly Neighborhood Campus, The Gathering Hall, 7054 32nd Avenue South, Seattle, Washington. Learn and discuss three strategic directions, personal and professional connections, cultural and historical connections, home and school connections. I know for a fact that all of my students would be up at least two to three reading levels by the end of the school year. they took the course. I've definitely seen a difference in DeAsia as far as school goes. I think it would be of value to any parent to uh, sit through the videos. They didn't take very long. The book isn't a huge book. It's not like 500 pages. Um, so I think any parent would uh, glean something from it. Nothing full of responses. The homeschool connection appears to be a program that can be effective as a parent orientation in any educational setting. Remember, Let's make a lasting change for future generations. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello, hello. This is Tracy Harrell again, and you're listening to It's Bigger Than Me on KKNW. And, and I, again, I'm so excited. I'm just bubbling over. It's a beautiful day in Seattle, and I have in studio two of my favorite guests who joined us only on the phone in the past. Dr. Tart, yes, I'm so glad to have you. I'm here. so glad to Ms. be here Lamar, to the audience. Don't go. It's like, like leaves in minutes. That's right. So they it's flew in for an event that we had on Thursday. The one that you just just heard about is actually not an event. It's an initiative. Yes, mm-hmm. We actually have 16 dates that I've already That's prepaid, right. all at the same location. This is about community. It's about consistency. It's about commitment. So people, I'm committed. We're going to be consistent. We have we have initiatives points of engagement at least once a month. If not some months, we have actually two dates because there's mm-hmm. going to be some great things happening on a Friday and then some artwork created. You know, let it dry overnight, come back in on a Saturday, do some cool stuff. People, I'm committed. Are you? So the question is, we were talking a little bit about Oprah's new book, which is called The Path Made Clear. It's a beautiful book, Oprah, and I look forward to connecting with you about it. Um, because we're actually on a very similar journey, um, but discovering your life's direction and purpose. And so all I can say is today is Resurrection Sunday. Yes. Happy Easter. And, and happy. you know, we said earlier, Jesus had a purpose, right? This isn't a spiritual show per se, but he's a perfect example of someone who came, you know, and had a purpose, mm-hmm. right? He came, died for our sins. That, that's the whole purpose of, 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 you know, concept of Easter. Died mm-hmm. on Friday, was crucified mm-hmm. on Friday. And um, it took courage for him to, yes, to walk the path. Walk the to path. Walk his path. But he did. And, and because courage for us, it takes the same level of courage for us. So in the in, in the path made clear by Oprah, she does talk about the concept of courage, and she talks about you know how important it is for us each of us to to think about you know our our life as a journey and, and a progressive journey. And so, 
this show goes way too fast. We have 15, 12 minutes left, according to, to, to Mike. So what I want to talk about is, again, we, we, we know that we have a lot that we're going to cover. I got tons of books, only a fraction of the ones that I, my favorite books that are here, uh, tons of research that we're going to be sharing. But we said when people come and listen in on this show, they're going to hear stories. They're going to have great information. But they're also, we're going to give them, and then the two books that I'm writing, Our Journey, Our Dreams, the Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There. There's the 411 and the 911. 411 is the appropriate information that you need, and the 911 are actions you can take. And so the place that I just was kind of led to go today is, again, Oprah talks about the path. So the question, your challenge for those listening is, do you know what your path is? Do you know what your mission is, What your, your, you, why you were put on this earth? If not, before our next show... I hope you spend some quality time daily thinking about that, talking to whatever your higher power might be or just spending some quiet time in nature, right? Discovering your purpose in life. Because if you're not walking in that purpose, this is the life that you're leaving some things on the table. You get one, this is not a rehearsal, right? Well, that's right. <laughs> I think that one of the things that may be a struggle or an indicator as to whether or not you are walking your purpose is what kind of stress are you contending with? What kind of conflicts do you find yourself having? Repeatedly. Um, um, over, over, yeah, absolutely, over and over again. Where, where, where is that thing that, that, that you, you can't, it's like a, uh, uh, an, a scratch, and I mean an itch that you can't scratch? It's like, it's for like me, a, it's, it was it's like, it's like, like a fire yeah. that I could Isaiah not. Said, right. Isaiah said that it was like a fire um, shut up in my bones. Like you just have to, you have to talk about it. You have to, you have to be about it. You've got to go, Isaiah Jeremiah. But at any rate, but you gotta go. You gotta you gotta talk about it. You gotta not be, just talk about it. You gotta be about it. Is what I'm trying to say. She, she's using my one of my favorite terms. You can't just talk about it. You gotta be about it. You have to take action, because I, I do feel like a lot of us talk about what we want to do, but we're not taking actions every day. So that goes back to the concepts of intentionality that we discussed. Yeah. Being intentional. Being focused. Deciding, identifying what your purpose is. So there's some things, again, the, Oprah's book is amazing. So she provides some really good information. One of the things she says is, do you believe that you are worthy of happiness? Absolutely. Going back to permission. Su- success. Abundance. Fulfillment. Peace, joy, and love. Do you believe it? Mm-hmm. We're asking you that question. Do you believe it? Because if you do, you, your only path, that will be made clear is for you to do that thing to your point that you feel most excited about, that you feel most, sometimes it's the thing that you feel concerned about, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's the thing, but this excites me. And I think the other thing, you, you mentioned the concept of, 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 of uh, trauma at one point and, and courage. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I, I actually, um, I think that people who are on their path, when she talks about these words, Happiness, success, abundance, fulfillment, peace, and joy. I, I'm a testimony, people. I got no, I, I guess I would say there is no happier moments than I'm living. Like the life that I'm living right now is the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? The life that I'm living right now is the happiest that I've ever lived. And I heard Oprah and I think it was Brene Brown talking, and I found out it was a book that she wrote maybe back in 2017. It was called Rising Strong. And she's like, no one ever talks about where they are in the journey. Mm-hmm. Baby, people, I'm in the journey. So yes. my last day at Microsoft, I received a separation package from Microsoft um, December, was end of November. My last day was December 4th. And I tell you, I was hugging the HR lady at the end. A separation package, by, by definition, is a layoff, by the way. So I received a separate, when you're at a higher level, it's called a separation package. And because of the work I was doing, <laughs> because of the work I was doing, I actually asked for it. Right. Because I did decide, you know, I understood what my gifts were and I, I saw the, the work that I did and the quality of the work that I did. And, and because I was a fluorescent yellow on a team of pastels and I was asking for this concept of adaptive leadership to be part of my environment. Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate the honesty for them to say I, we can't do that now. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're right. Thank you. Because that, that set me yeah. on my path, mm-hmm. right, for success. You know, I was listen, listening to Joel Olstein, and he says, it's not by accident. Mm. Like, what happens mm. to you, it is not, it's a setup. Mm-hmm. It's a setup for success. So I know that to be my case. 
I, I had this burning fire for three years. That's why I started to work on adaptive leadership three years ago, because I saw what I was experiencing. And as the president of Black MBA, I was bringing people in from other places, and I heard their stories. And I was like, uh, you know, I kind of have some personal accountability here as well. Sure. And so mm-hmm. I had leaders who were amazing. Oh, my God, amazing leaders who want to do things differently. But that it's a process. It's work. Mm-hmm. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable every day. Absolutely, right. because that fear can sometimes be so um, so heavy for us that it's, it immobilizes us. It literally, uh, um, we, we don't give ourselves, and I go again to that word mm-hmm. permission, because we are so fearful and we can't move beyond it because yes. it's not familiar. Right. Going back to what it is that you said a moment ago in terms of we, li- we, we do what we know, we mm-hmm. live what we've known, mm-hmm. and, and in our effort to do it differently, what did you say? We have to be taught. We have to, we, well, we have to exercise it. We have to be willing to step out. Go ahead. Please, please, <laughs> yes. And so one, one of the things we're going to talk about real quick, this is another yeah. one of my favorite yeah. books. It's called Nonviolent Communication. And so yes. if you think about people wanting to have the simplest thing, today's Easter, and a lot of times people spend time with their families, right, on Easter and the holidays. And so this book I thought was very interesting. It was one of the books that was recommended as a part when I was at Microsoft, right, one of the leadership team. And I thought nonviolent communication, that's kind of weird. But basically the concept is are we really asking for what we want? <clears throat> Excuse me. Are we asking for what we want? Are we really... Are we talking to people with empathy? The four words he uses is empathy, collaboration, authenticity, and freedom. Mm-hmm. We do have a freedom to ask for what we want. Can you give a really brief version of that story you were telling us about, about the, the, the mother? Yes. Um, there are times when we can be in a position of, of anxiety that we don't ask for what we want. And one um, case in point was when this mother was saying to her child, um, what she thought she was saying was, I need you to do something. But what she was giving her were negative terms. She was using negative words. She was calling her negative names and whatever. And I asked her, what did you want her to understand? I wanted her to understand that I'm afraid. I wanted her to understand that I don't want to lose my job because it's my source of income to, to provide for us. And I said, so could you say that? Well, that's what I thought I said. No, so, that's so, not what so, you so said. What you, so, the, so what you're saying is, I've, I've heard this story before, yes. so I'm going to fill it in for the audience. So what you said is the mother actually, the daughter was running late. Yes. The mother was frustrated because she's been running late prior. Yes. And she said to the daughter something like, uh, some names. She gave her some yes, names. Some you're negative lazy. names. You're lazy. Yeah. You're slowful. You're, you're despicable. You're, you know, negative terms. I mean, that, that were stifling for the child. You and know, so you, you asked the mother... What did you really want her to hear? But you also asked the mother something about what does she feel like? Yeah. How did that feel? How does that feel if somebody were to call you those names? And she says, well, it doesn't, feel, it doesn't feel good. Was that your intent? No. My intent was to get her to move, to be on time, to get out the door. And, and, and the real why was her fear of losing, losing her job. You, I'm gonna, right. You're making me late. You're going to be late for school. You're going to make me late for work. And what I love about it is, is what you also, the first time you told me the story, you said, you gave me the detailed, longer version, but you said, you asked um, her, how did it feel when someone said that to you? Yes. And that goes back to what you talk about when, when we think about our community transforming. Part of what we want to do is help people to be able to communicate differently. Because if your parents spoke to you that way, because we've been traumatized in some That's kind right. of way, right? Mm-hmm. We have an opportunity to change things. So I know you talk about solutions when you talk about our condition, you know, and recognizing the, some of the solutions. So some of your solutions are? It, it, it's one main solution, really, mm-hmm. and that is to look at our own behavior. Because mm. a lot of the time as we do this community work, and, and, and I'm no different, uh, we often look at what we can do for other people well, you know, what we can do to help improve other people. Uh, and even though we say our community, we're looking at, we're, we're focusing on other people instead of including ourselves in that word when we say community. So when we're talking about transforming our community, it begins with ourselves because with ourselves is where we have the most power. Mm. We can't we can't convince someone else to transform. We can't direct or control or make someone else transform. The only the the biggest the biggest influence and the greatest power that we have is to work within our own selves. So to look at what the words that we say and the behaviors that we do and look, pay attention to what that what beliefs they align with, because we talk a good game and we say, you know, hey, I believe this and I believe that. But it always it doesn't always come out in the things that we say and we do. Mm. And so it, it comes down to us being willing 
to do that work, to being willing to look at our own behaviors, our own actions and that kind of thing, and just be honest about that. And when we do that, then things do align. Absolutely. And to recognize that that's a choice. Mm, we are making a choice. <sighs> so, guys, we, we are so short on time, but I'm just going to, we're going to tease out the topic of choice decisions every day people the reason this conversation is so important and we hope you'll join us again next week at three o'clock on eleven fifty a.m uh kknw um 3 p.m every sunday but the 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 whole point of this is to, to be better to be the best you you can be to to live your best life yes oprah i i bond with you on a regular basis and i look forward to Connecting with you in person soon. Um, but <laughs> you got to speak it into reality. Absolutely. You got to speak the truth. So what, what I love about this is the, the concept of choices that we make every day. So I'm going to ask a listening audience to think about whatever your goal is. You may not have, have identified your, your, your mission in life, and it can change. Oprah talks in her book about, you know, the concept that it's a journey. My, our journey, our dreams talks about it's a journey. Life is a journey. So you may not say, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? But what is my purpose now? Like, what? do I need to do? What is, what, how can I contribute to the greater good? And then the choices that we make every day. So I know we were talking to someone recently around this concept of she wanted to do something, to do something differently and she didn't, or she couldn't. So Dr. Tart, can you help people when they're trying to make the right decision and they're struggling? So when that mother is about to use some non-optimal language with her child, um, I'm going to ask you, I have some strategies as well that I included in the book, but I'm going to ask you, what would you tell people to to do differently when they're trying to make a decision that will accrue to a goal that they want? And let's just say it's communication and it is a better relationship. What would you tell someone to do to not yell, to be at their best, to present themselves in a way that, that their child can mimic? Because you're yelling, by the way, is something that they're mimicking. When they're disrespectful to you, it's because you've been disrespectful to them, by the way. But Dr. Chart, can you can you help us out here? Yes. Um, short, quickly, is to get in touch with what you are experiencing. Get in touch with what you're mm. feeling. You may be hungry. You may be dehydrated. But get in touch with what you're feeling. So, uh, three things that I want to say. Articulate clearly what you need. Clarify. That's mm. imperative. And with empathy. Going back to what I, you said a moment ago, how would that make me feel? Can I receive what it is that I'm giving? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's no magic bullet per mm -hmm. se. But it is. How would you be able to receive what you're about to spew out of your mouth? Mm, your I, lo point? I love that. I would like to add uh, anger. Some, You know, a lot of times we do feel anger. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just want to throw this out here, what anger actually is. It is mm -hmm. unexpressed some other emotion. It's another yes. emotion that went unexpressed. Mm -hmm. So it's another negative emotion like hurt disappointment, mm -hmm. fear. It's something like that that we have not expressed. And because we didn't express it, it turns right, to anger. Right, right. And so, again, ladies, Dr. Jerry Bird-Tart, Ms. Bolanle, I'm Benige. Our time is up. Mike just gave me the thank you so ra much. wrap it up. So I thank really you, appreciate thank it you. being here. Thank and, you so And much. listen, if you're listening to us right now, we hope you'll come back and join us. And again, the National Black NBA Association Seattle chapter is sponsoring an initiative to change the community, not just here. We're going to give you what you need to change it throughout your community as well. And so this is Tracy Harrell, and it is Bigger Than Me.